Hey, this is uh, the Role Playing Exchange, um, episode two of uh, D and D Night Whispers. Rena, take over. Hey, y'all. This is Rena again, uh, running the shenanigans in this particular situation, and uh, we've got some some rescuing to do, perhaps. Our our good friend Aubrey was taken by the what was it? Double vampires of of the of the river. Uh, and double we... secret water vampires. Yeah. Double secret probation water vampires. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, ended the last session with using the instant messaging of Gond uh, to use sending to try to snap him out of it. Maybe say his patron's name a couple of times. Uh, and that's where I think we left off. All right. Let's remind everyone what everyone's character is. So starting with Aaron. I'm a warlock. And uh, okay. my, patron's, my patron's a genie. Uh, that, that's it my name's Aubrey um yeah no I'm playing a human warlock and I'm apparently I'm in danger not the first time no certainly not the last yeah. uh, that takes you over to me hi uh, I'm Brownie tonight I'll be playing uh, Thekar Forge Sun a dwarven cleric of Gond and that leads over to me I'm Chris I am playing Bindle Bloodfoot the best gnome fighter on earth. Illegally small fighter. Illegally Shapiro. Hey, mm. hey, fuck you. <laughs> I will fist fight you. Which brings us along to Nick. Yes, hi, I'm Nick. I'll be playing Bloop, the Grung Ranger. So I'm the little frog guy with a bow who apparently the opponent really likes to tie up a lot. Seriously, like, just bad fucking luck there, bud. Well, I mean, if you'd stop attacking them, maybe they'd stop tying you up. I mean, they didn't tie me up, ever. Well, they did try. Exactly. Anyways, All right. sorry. And as I mentioned, I'm Rena, your dungeon master, so let's get right back into the action. So, Aubrey, you came up out of the water with your three new friends, these most beautiful, angelic creatures. And you watched kind of through a haze as they spoke to your companions. And for some reason, your your friends weren't having it. They they didn't seem to be as enthralled as you are. I mean, is, is it a problem with their taste level? Are they just immune to beauty? What what is it? They just they don't really seem to be part of the whole the whole group here, which is very concerning to you. And the group disappears after a forge appears in the sky and everyone gets distracted and then you find yourself back underwater floating along behind your new friends when you get a message from Thekar in your head just a little wittering voice in your brain and Thekar what did that message say hey dumbass wake up come back that was it all right, so you hear that particular message in your brain. So what I would like you to do, Aubrey, is I would like you to give me a wisdom saving throw. See if this can break you out of it. Does he and get do. advantage at least? Yes, he gets advantage. Or she, because Aubrey is oh, she, her, I believe. Yeah, so Aubrey gets advantage because of the message. Okay. Uh, give me one second. I'm sorry. I completely forgot to bring up my character sheet until just now. So shameful, Chris. I told you I didn't take any Adderall today. 
You knew what this was going to be. Still going to make fun of you for it. Fair. Anyway, okay. Um, so I need to make a wisdom save? Yes, with advantage. So you can roll 2d20 and take the highest. Dice roller app. Uh, I rolled a 16 and a 20. Okay, so the 20 will do it. So you hear Thekar's voice in your head, only it sounds a bit higher pitched than normal. And something sounds right. Wait a minute, where are you? You sort of shake your head and look around. You're underwater. Deep, deep underwater. And you're in some kind of what looks like an open palace concept. You know, Think a bit uh, The Little Mermaid, the Disney version, where you've got this palace sort of structure, but with no walls. That's kind of what it looks like. And you're just sort of aimlessly wandering around what looks like an underground or an underwater garden. There's a lot of anemone and fish and all sorts of things, which really shouldn't be in this kind of river, but they're there and you're down here with them. What would you like to do? Uh, well, if I try to run away, they're going to know something's up. So maybe we don't do that. Um, do I have, do I have a ring on me? A, a genie ring? Yeah, you never took it off. Okay, I'm going to try and contact a genie. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to go great. So how are, how are you going to do that? Because you can't go to your sure soul palace. Leave. Yes, because, because you already did that once today and you haven't had a long rest. So how are you going to contact your patron? This is going to sound dumb, but I'm going to think real hard at them. <laughs> Like, it's, I'm just gonna, like, focus real fucking hard. Come on. Canonically, warlocks do have a direct concept connection to their patrons, so. Oh, wait, no, I know. It's a genie, so I'm just gonna be like, hey, I'll make another deal with you. (laughs) Okay, give me an, give me a charisma roll. Not a save, just a roll. So, d20 plus your modifier, which is three. Uh, so that's, I rolled a 17. Mm-hmm. So that's a Plus dirty 20. Plus three, so 20. Okay. Yes. So you're wandering around this underwater garden, looking at fish and trying to figure out a plan. And then you say in your head, hey, genie, I'll make another deal with you. And there's a rippling in the water around you. And you hear a voice in your head, now what? I need some help getting out of this uh, this uh, sea cucumber of a pickle I find myself in. You know, just another week of you adventuring and you're going to end up owing me your entire soul, the soul of all of your ancestors, the soul of all of the children and grandchildren and other descendants you probably will never have. But who am I to care? What are you going to give me? I'll be dead eventually, so it won't be my problem. Uh, That's what you think. I don't know. What would you like? Hmm. Well, you already owe me a favor. Yeah, are we just gonna... That. We're just gonna casually brush by the fact that the genie kind of just threatened to make me... turn me into a lich. Anyway. Yeah, no, um, no. Fucking, like... God damn it, Aaron. Give yourself some stakes here. <laughs> the, the genie's gonna run you to fucking the death. 
All right, so I'm going to go... I'll tell you what, Jeannie. Yeah? You help me figure this situation out, and I will find you the most powerful magic object that I can. Hmm. Interesting. I'll also loan mm-hmm. you out the gnome. Oh, really? What? <laughs> you can't do that! And You'll you have guarantee- to fuck- you guarantee it, Aubrey? I'm sorry, say that again, Rena. You guarantee it, Aubrey? He may put up a fight, but it'll be fine. He's a gnome. He's very small. You're a genie. Well, it's going to be up to you to make it happen. But I'll come, Kali. Very well. And there's, you feel a slight pinch on your palm, and a little trickle of blood appears. It's a deal. I I do not want to be a part of this deal. Well, you don't You're know about here. this. <laughs> uh, so what do you want? Do you want me to get you out of here? What do you want? Um, hey, first of all, I need to know how I got out of here, or how I got down here. Oh, I mean, isn't it obvious? You fell under the spell. There's a lot of magic in this here water. Okay. So that brings me to my next point. Uh-huh. Uh, what are these things? Kind of like water ghost vampire things. Energy vampires. They used to be ghosts. It's complicated. Okay. Point number three. How do I stop them? What, do you expect me to solve all your problems for you? All you offered me was a gnome. <clears throat> do you want the dwarf, too? He's a very good gnome. You want the 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 no or the dwarf or the grung? Tell you what, your whole group owes me something big. Go on a quest for me. I'll tell you what later. All you know what? four that... of you, that and I'll give reasonable. you some. All right, but you better make it happen, or uh, you're gonna be in some deep shit, Aubrey. I swear to God, if you do, and there's another pinch on your other hand, and another trickle of blood. All right. Give me a second. And there's a rush of wind underwater. And then barely a second later, you feel the rush again, and the genie comes back. Hmm. They got uh, their hearts down here. You take those out, you take out them. But uh, there's a lot of kids running around. Did you know about that? Do you want to take out the kids, too? When you say take out the kids... Like, take them out of the water, or... Well, I mean, if you're going to take out... Take them out. I don't know. What do you want to do with them? It's up to you. I'm not taking care of that for you. That's your problem. If you want to kill them, they look flesh and blood, so you can probably stab them. Um, I don't think they have to do any magic like you gotta do with the water vampire ghost things. But, uh, I mean, it's up to you. There's a lot of them down here, though. Okay, so all I have to do is find these water vampires' hearts... And destroy them, and they'll be dead. As far as I can tell. Okay. Listen, I live in a bottle. Or at least I used to. Now I live in your ring. Okay. I have one more favor to ask you. Oh my Uh god. Uh-huh. I just need you to send a message for me. Oh god. And uh, what are you going to give me for this one? That wasn't part of the original deal. I will find a way to get you. You glitched. Oh, sorry. 
No, wait, you wait, won't. Wait, wait, wait. So you're gonna you're gonna send me year yep. of today. Got it? And Got I'll it. take a message. Do you agree? I do. And this time there's a pinch on your nose and your nose starts bleeding. Excellent. So, who you want me to contact and what you want me to tell them? Uh, have a little bit of a caveat before. Oh, a caveat when we've already signed the deal in blood. That's not all how I, this works, bucko. All I want is your guarantee that you will not hurt me. <laughs> Too late, buddy. Nah. I mean... It can't hurt to try. We already signed the deal, but, uh... Won't hurt you if you keep your side of the bargain. All right, fair. Got it. Uh, got it. I just need you to tell uh, those other uh, fools that I run around with that I found the kids and I know how to deal with the uh, with the water vampire ghosts. Do you want them to come help you, or you just want me to tell them, "Hey, no, Aubrey got this." You know what? Yeah, bring them here. I think you should go back on the deal, Aaron. We clearly we clearly have no evidence of that going wrong for anyone. Yeah. Go back. Go back on the deal. <laughs> God damn. Go back on the deal. No, I think you should bring him here to help me deal with this. All of them? All of them. Okay. But uh, if you're going to make that kind of amendment, I'm amending mine too. Six months. Don't do it. Let's Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. And then the other nostril starts bleeding. Oh god, I just realized, yeah, you guys can't... I can breathe underwater. Good luck, guys. <laughs> too late now. Alright, uh, so there's a rustling of wind in your ears, Aubrey, and then you feel that you are alone. Uh, so we'll switch the camera back over to island side where bloop thekar and <laughs> oh sorry i'm just I'm, i just saw the chat like oh my um all right so digging their own graves up top side we've got bindle we've got thekar and we've got uh bloop so y'all are sitting up there with this vampire you have messaged aubrey thekar but you've not gotten a reply what would you like to do hmm it seems to me we should probably see if we can make a deal with this vampire to help us get the ki- get the children back. I know that. Are you sure? Like well, vampires suck. I mean, yes. Excuse me. I'm I am sorry. Sitting right do, here. Do you not suck, Elena? No, I drink out of glass like normal person. Then, then what's with the the, the fangs? How do you think we open vein? I'm not going to go up with a butter knife and stab someone. I use fang, I open veins, blood flow into cup or flagon or whatever, and then I drink. Much more civilized. And she pats pats around her mouth. It would spoil my lipstick otherwise. I I feel like fangs are like really... Are are your fangs super sharp? (laughs) This is what Bindle is thinking about. She hisses at you and shows off her very, very sharp fangs. You're not sure how they fit in her mouth because you didn't see them when she was talking to you, but now that she's flashing them at you, they are very big and very sharp. Okay, that's that's a lot. So, can I go now? What do you want? 
I give information. Turns out I'm too late. But uh, what you gonna do about it? I Out of bet, character. Go ahead. I bet if Aubrey was here, they would make some deal with the vampire for like, you know, a quarter of their soul or something. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Aubrey Absolutely. is just like bad about selling their soul. Aubrey has sold their soul so many times. But what were you going to say, Thakar? I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, we, I'm trying to remember. Out of character, we talked about um, how by not... Uh, maybe counseling or or um, protecting somehow the villagers from the double vampires when the stuff was happening that might have been a breach of contract or a or, or a failure on their part to defend them. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously they're not mm-hmm. going to fight the double vampires, but um, just counseling the elder maybe not doing that would have been breaking the agreement, and they should. Uh, step up and assist in in now saving the children? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe you did mention that, and she said that their contract was for protecting them by land, Mm. and that they've done very well at keeping the riffraff out. All right. Um, As a persuasive mm -hmm. character, I actually have a uh, point of persuasion. Okay. Miss Elena. Now, I, I understand that this is not your normal job, but think about what will happen if this goes poorly. We're we're trying to help your I don't know what to call them. Like broodstock? But whatever. Um I don't know what to call them, but like we we you should probably take care of them. And that's a persuasion check with a 14. Okay. With a 14, she strokes her chin with very long red fingernails. Hmm. Well, perhaps we might want to do something. You understand, I cannot uh, force anyone to help you. But Why uh, not? She just raises an eyebrow. I am in charge, but it is, uh, what you call it, um, democracy. So I bring things to people, and I suggest things, and then they decide if they want to do it. The whole reason we left was not being forced into doing things we didn't want to do. Give me a moment. And she pulls a small bronze mirror out of somewhere in her cloak, and she sets it down on the table, and she looks into it, and she starts muttering something. and. You can't hear any reply if there is one, but after a moment she looks up and she says, Well, I send... I send someone with you. But you can't force them to do anything they don't want to do. But these younger vampires, they are uh, soft. With children, they want to help. And within a few minutes, you hear a thump, thump, thump at the door. Come in. And uh, I open the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you open the door and these three bats come rolling into the into the town hall and poof into three identical looking vampires. And why, why did you change before you like hit the door? They're being watched. That's not an answer. We don't want them to see us. They're not looking for bat. They look for a vampire. 
they don't see they don't see the bat. Um, but these three identical looking vampires, they're they're all tall, dark haired, wearing long capes and very pallid looking, and they all bow as one. And Elena says, They bring you bread, Vlad, and Ched. They help. Just just a quick question. Uh what do they do if they do see you outside? They know we are here. And yeah, then they think maybe we are scheming. It wouldn't be problem if you weren't here, but because you are here and they know you are here, if they know we are here, then they think that we are scheming and then maybe bad things happen, family drama, you understand. Oh, it's not a common thing. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. That would be ridiculous. All right, gang, you ready? And the triplet... just cracks his knuckles. The triplet vampires all turn and look at Elena and she nods at them and they turn back to you and the... One on the far left says, "What do you want us to do? We help children." I look if, over at Thekar. If we can distract and uh, and fight the uh, double river vampires, uh, perhaps you can rescue the children, uh, and then when you're done bringing them back up to the surface and back to the town, um, come back and help us with the fight if it's still going on. That. I mean, we we want to save the children. They all nod. Yes, we do not like the using children. It is old-fashioned. And Elena just sort of smiles with one side of her mouth and says, Seems like you have it well in hand. Call me if there is trouble. And she turns into a bat and flies out the door. I don't like her. Brad, Vlad, and Chad all turn to look at you. I look at them directly. Behave. I'm not a. I'm not a jerk. This you. And as you're having this little uh, tete-a-tete, there's a rush of wind. Even though the door closed behind Elena as she flew off, and there is a swirling mass of colored dust. It looks like just swirling around in the middle of this floor and you hear a voice saying I got a message for you. Wait a minute, there's three more here than there was supposed to be. Ah. Okay, I got a message for you anyway. Oh, what is the message? Uh, Your friend Aubrey is down under the water and she says that she knows how to kill the vampire things and that she can save the kids. Aubrey, hell yeah! And then there's a loud clap as of thunder, and you all find yourselves underwater. Sinking down to the bottom fast. Dwarfs don't float, so absolutely, yes. So, Bloop, you're fine. But uh, Thekar and Bindle, you're having a little difficulty breathing. I am doing everything I can to swim up to the top. Okay, so you start swimming back. Give me athletics. Okay. Mm-hmm. China, move. Uh, that's an 11. Okay, so that is not going to do it, I'm afraid. You oh. find yourself plummeting. And Thekar in your heavy armor as well. You f- are on the riverbed, you assume? It's... Sandy, at least, you sort of 
fall through the water with a thump and the three vampires are collapsing next to you, looking at each other in confusion. Aubrey, you look up from your wanderings and you see your companions and three vampires and Thekar and Bindle appear to be having difficulty breathing. I know that I can't swim. So mm-hmm. I, I will wait until my feet touch bottom and then as calmly as possible, start moving, walking along the bottom towards the riverbank. Okay. Yeah, I forgot they can't breathe. That's my bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like feel that bad about it, but it is my fault. So what are you going Good to job. do about it, Aubrey? It's not a lot I can do. You can at least save Bindle. Actually, you know what? Let me talk to the genie again. <laughs> uh, hey, I I bring them for you. Got three extras, too. That wasn't part of the deal, but they were there. Okay, look. Yeah? I forgot that three of them can't breathe underwater. Well, that's not my problem. You just said to bring them down here, didn't you? Okay, we'll go from six months to three months. Oh, will we? So you want me to just... I need them to not die. So you want them to be able to breathe, and you'll let me out within three months? Yes. Jesus Christ, Eric. And you get another cut across the cheek, and that starts bleeding. And there's a rippling in the water, and Thekar and Bindle, your chests hurt for a moment, and then you find yourself expelling water into the river. (gasps) (gasps) And now you're able to breathe. What the fuck? Look, I solved our problem. Kind of. Sort of. I found a way to solve the problem. I haven't talked to you. I'm still very busily dying. Like, you have to grab me or something. Bendel, breathe, Tiny. You can breathe now. There you go. Fill those tiny little lungs. Are you grabbing me, like, pulling me down to the fucking bottom of the ocean? If I must. When when all this is happening, I want to be looking around to make sure the double vampires don't sneak up on us. Uh, Yes, and stoically and without words, just turn around from the bank and start walking back. Okay. So, Thekar starts walking away from you, Aubrey, towards what you assume Thekar is the the riverbank. If you're looking out... Uh, now that I'm not drowning or not, I'm able to breathe. Just, eh, it's a Tuesday. Turn around from the riverbank and start walking back in. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you start walking back. If you're look, anyone who's looking out for the vampires, you can give me perception. Perception check. That is a seventeen. Okay. There's nothing around you as far as you can tell. Just water and this kind of haunting music that you can hear from above you. It's not where you are now, but you think maybe if you swam a little bit up, you'd probably be able to hear it better. Aubrey, music children heard music. Aubrey had a thing going on. I'm not going to just start swimming away from the party. <laughs> Wait. Okay, a bunch of you started talking at once. What, Chris? Aubrey, is this music bullshit? 
No, nah, that's why I ended up down here. Sounds pretty bullshit to me. I mean, you think whatever you need to think, but Who am I going to punch? I don't know yet. Uh, Bindle just kind of like flails ineffectually. So the vampires, the triplets, are brushing themselves off of some of this under river dirt and so on. They're looking around and going, what do you see? Do you see anything? No, I don't see anything. Do you see anything? No, I, oh, I see something. Uh, little frog. Yes? Does that look like human child to you? I uh, will look in the direction they're pointing. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to see around some of the arches and pillars and and other things down here making up this underwater palace. But you do see what appears to be a small child hiding behind a pillar. You caught just a glimpse of them as Brad, Vlad, or Chad. You're not sure which one pointed it out. Uh, Could be. I mean, I don't think the three... Uh, double vampires would hide from us. It's probably one of the children. Okay. We rescue child. And one of the three vampires just darts away, swimming extremely quickly. And you see him grab the child, pull it out from behind the pillar. You see a very terrified-looking little girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. And then they just sort of wink out of existence and leaving you with just two of the vampires. And one of them looks at you and says, don't worry. Brad, bring back himself and we rescue more children. He just take that one up to up to uh, the village. Teleportation. Great. Good. Cool. Well, that he's makes not, easier. He's not teleportation. He's more like mist. Mist form. Ah, okay. It it is little strange underwater, but uh, here we are. So we go find more children. Great, keep that up until there aren't any more to be found. What was it? Fifty three? No, there's uh, three. Fifty three more. Well, two more now. At this point. No, no, they have fifty three children. There's three double vampires. I'm aware. I'm thinking about the double. Right, the, the the vegan vampire will be back after they drop the kid off, and they're going to continue to go around and uh, snatch up kids and take them back to the surface while we're doing our business, and hopefully then later assisting us. I think that's the plan. I mean, we're still drowning, so... We're not, because we can breathe, because Aaron made a deal. Okay. Let's go back to that, then. Hey! You say hey to us? We are going to rescue children. Perfect, great. Keep that up, okay. and once you've got 53 of them, come back and help us. We may need your help then. Okay, but uh, you understand we can't fight cousins. It's uh, bad for family, but we can help. That is why we save children. Perfect. Okay? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Do you, know, so we, do you, do you sense we them? Fight. Do you know what direction they're in? The the Your cousins? I, I can try. Uh, I've never actually met the cousins. That is only Elena. Uh, and this vampire closes his eyes and stretches out a hand, and he's, it looks like he's focusing really intently, and I'm going to roll for Chad or Vlad, whichever one this is. Unfortunately, that was a six, so 
he shakes his head. Sorry, is uh, is hard underwater. We don't spend much time down here, but uh, you can probably find them. He's not hard. Uh, they're underwater. No, that's that's fine. Thank you for trying. Mm, just find the whatever it is that powered them. Yes, and then you find the, them by killing them. But uh, we go find children now. Uh, thank you, uh, Aubrey. You, you said you knew how to defeat them. Yeah, just gotta find their heart. I don't know where that heart is, but it's gotta be around here somewhere. So, Rena, out of character, you said that the area down below that we're at looks like a palace, correct? Yes, it's it's kind of Little Mermaid style, where it's got all of these columns and marble and all of these things. There's no walls or anything, but you can see it's fairly nicely laid out. Okay. Time well, to raid King Triton's vault. I was going to say, uh, back in character, Thekar, Aubrey, uh, Bindle, uh, this is maybe yeah. they're in like a treasure vault area or a throne room. I could see that given their uh, aesthetic. A treasure vault? Well, I mean, it's it's sort of palacey. Like they probably have some place to stash their loot of their drowning victims or something like that. I mean, I I'm again, I'm for it just no matter what, but, like, if there's a treasure vault, that makes it better. Uh, Aubrey, you, you said that it's their hearts that we're after? Yeah, that's what the genie said. I don't know where they are, though. Mm. I mean, what what they're doing, uh, it, it doesn't, it's not exactly evil, but I could try to d- detect evil and see if there were, you know, uh, a stronger pull, maybe that's where the hearts would be. Oh, man, Thekar, that's a great idea. What what is evil? The setting on the washing machine, my friend. Uh, may I please attempt to cast a detect evil and see if that gives me like a beacon ping? Yes, you can. And I don't think you even need to attempt it. I think as a cleric, you can just do it. Yep. Oh, good. It lasts for up to 10 minutes after being cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is cast. Do I feel evil anywhere stronger than, than anywhere else? Mm-hmm. So you... Close your eyes and you reach out into the water around you with your divine power, and you're looking very intently for anything evil. And you get a very strong, powerful, overwhelming sense of it from almost all around you. The force of it is so strong, it almost drives you to your knees with how powerful it is. But with a little focus, you think you've pinpointed the epicenter of it. And it's further into this underwater palace or or whatever it is. But you think you can follow this sense. Hey, buddy, have you figured it out? Uh, After standing up from having taken a knee, being overwhelmed... Uh, yes, I think it's this way. I'll, I'll keep this up as long as I can to guide us, but it will only last so long. Okay, buddy. And then start uh, making my way towards that area. So you follow this very powerful sense, and the way the sense hits you is it it's kind of like an aura, like what paladins have, but darker. It's sort of this dark purple color that tinges the water as you move through it. That's what you see, Thekar, as you're as you're moving, and it gets darker and darker the further you go. 
and you move through these broken columns. There's what looks like some broken rowboats down here as well. They've been adorned with moss and seaweed and looks like some forks and some other things. And occasionally you'll hear a small scream. Sounds like a child and then it's abruptly cut off. And perhaps that's just one of the triplets rescuing a child from off in the palace, but it's a little hard to tell. There are open rooms and open rooms, but the sense isn't coming from any of those. And as you move deeper into this palace or or whatever, there's eels that swim between your arms and fish that peck at your noses. But after a few minutes, they just sort of disappear. There's no other living things the further you go. There's no fish. There's no more eels. Even even kelp or any of these other sea plants, they just seem to have gone. And then I'd like you all to give me a perception check. Um, is this perception check magical anyway? To perceive magic? Yes. No. Okay. Twenty-eight. Uh, Eleven OG. with the modifier. How does Bloop uh, have a twenty-eight? My God. I have perception of nine plus nine. <laughs> That's a uh, twenty. Not natural. Okay. So let's see. Uh, what did Aubrey get? I rolled a fourteen. 14. Okay. So Bindle and Bloop, as you're sort of looking around and following Thekar as he uses whatever senses he has, something catches your eye off to the right. You see what looks like a raft or what used to be a raft. It's old wood and it's pinned to the ground by what looks like some large rocks. It looks maybe like it's been petrified at this point. It it looks almost like stone itself, but you can see something glinting over there. I uh, poke Bloop because Bloop is my friend. What? Hey, bud. Yeah. Look at this. What's oh, no, I saw that, that too. Uh, I don't know. It looks uh, shiny, I guess. Should we, like, look into it? I mean, if if you want. It looks like it's been down here for a while. Maybe it's the raft the, the three vegan vampires drowned in. I mean, I think it's worth taking a look, bud. Do you want to send the others? Does anyone want to go over to the raft? I mean, I'll go over there if other people don't want to, but I'm... Like, hey, Thakar! Get a weird I'm raft let, over there. I'm gonna let Bloop do it. Uh, that that is the direction of the darkness. Yeah, you want to take a look at that that uh thing, that car? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, l- let us all investigate. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not magic. This feels magic to me, man. Hmm. I'll watch, and like I'll I'll jump in to help you. Uh, well, by the grace of God, let us let us see what we can find. So, Thekar, you're going up to it? Yes. Okay. So, 
I'm watching go, just closely. You go up into this side chamber. It's just slightly off from where the strength of this vibe, this aura is leading you. But you can also feel it in here. But it changes when you slide into this this side chamber. The purple color dilutes this dark almost oily purple that you were following, it becomes violet. Hmm. And you follow it up to this raft, and it it has petrified. It's been pinned down here so long it's turned to stone. With your dwarven senses, you can tell that very obviously. But you see pinned under this raft are bones. Is it only bones? You're not sure at first. You get a little bit closer, and there's what look like full skeletons, as far as you can tell. Mostly it's just the the head and the upper part of the torso sticking out in various angles from the raft. There's three of them. But you also see on what looks like the finger of, of one of these skeletons, there's a ring a gold ring, and it's got a sapphire, perhaps, in it that is glinting lightly in the rippling water. Comrades, there's a... The, the skeletons are here. This isn't the center of the evil, uh, but one of them one of them has a ring. It just, it, it, it's glinting in the darkness. It, it's, it seems like it's brighter than it should be. I'll take it, if no one else wants it. Hell that yeah. It's magic. By all means, uh, let, let's let's clear this area and continue to the heart. Let's figure this shit out first, and like, then we'll loot in. I'm going to take the magic ring. Okay, so Aubrey, you reach out and take the ring, and as you touch the ring and pull it off the skeletal finger, the skeleton's head slides as if it's turning to look at you. Damn it, Aubrey! And then the bones turn to dust. Fucking A. I think I just killed one of the the double vampires, guys. And Aubrey, you now have a ring of protection. Mm, Fucking get it. God damn it, Aubrey. So it gives you a plus one to your AC and a plus one to all saving throws. Yes, you should have taken the ring. (laughs) Idiots. Did did the sense of evil in the room shift at all? When the skeleton turns to dust, the purple in the room shifts from violet to lavender, so a bit lighter. But I took still... care of some evil. Fucking get on my level. But this still doesn't feel like the actual concentration of the evil just yet. No, the, this place doesn't feel evil. This This room, it feels sad. This kind of lavender aura that you're getting. It's not quite good, not quite evil. You just feel sad. All right, y'all, let's keep moving on. We we cannot, we can't, we can't dwell. We're adventurers. And just like he claps. Let's keep moving, y'all. Let's keep moving, gang. The evil's this way. And All I right. Gesture. Lead the way, please, Thekar. But let's keep moving. 
<laughs> All right. So I'd like everyone to give me a stealth roll as you move further into this palace <laughs> towards the center of this evil. Well, I have that I have, at disadvantage. I do. Can I, do I have the chance to cast a spell before we advance or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll say you can cast a spell if you want to. Hey guys, I've got the good way to help us uh, sneak through here. Uh, everyone gather together, hold hands. Well, don't hold my hands, but you get the point. Uh, and I will cast Pass Without Trace over everybody. Uh, for the duration, which is an hour, um, everyone has plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks, and they can't be tracked except by magical means. Um, how does that work with disadvantage? You just so, get a plus 10 to your Yeah, you just roll you still die. get your disadvantage, so you roll twice and take the lowest, but you still get to add 10 to it. Okay. Mhm. So well, that gives me, me a 27 and a 13. That gives me a 27 and a 13 as well. <laughs> so two 13s? Mhm. Yep. Oh my. Blue? So like Thekar and uh, <laughs> that gives me <laughs> a 35. <laughs> oh my god. How do I roll a skill on the D&D Beyond on sheet? Um, click on the uh, the where it says plus zero, plus four, whatever. Click on that and it should roll it for you. Oh, okay, cool. And if it doesn't, there's a button top right after you click on it in the description area that says Beyond 20. So I have a plus one in stealth. Well, now so you have a plus 11. A... Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, 27. Okay. So, Aubrey and Bloop are just moving silently through the water. It They don't even make a ripple as they move. There's no footprints, no nothing. Thekar and Bindle, on the other hand, clank, 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 behind you as they make a god-awful racket. Hey, Thekar, we're being re- pretty quiet, Disgusting. right? Oh, this is the quiet. This is as silent as I've ever been. This is amazing. Hey, man. Fist bump. And a clank of gauntlets. Yep. Yep. Clank. It just sort of reverberates. And there's two doors ahead of you as you fist bump. You see these two doors, and it's odd because these are the first doors that you've seen down here, but this appears to be an actual closed off space. And these doors are tall, and they look like maybe marble, black marble of some kind, inlaid with gold. And Thekar, you sense this purple sort of pulse moving through the door. You're certain it's in there, whatever you need is in there. And as you have that realization... There is a rippling in the water all around you, and you all hear, Oh, it's not nice to come into someone's home without being invited. And it's time to roll initiative. Bindle just cracks his knuckles. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll initiative. Does my bow work underwater? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll say it does. I, I actually have an advantage with initiative, so I should double roll twice. Mm-hmm. Eleven for me. Hey. One time I didn't do crap. Eleven. <laughs> what about 13. the time you got eight? Nineteen. Okay. I meant on my initiative, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I rolled a lot of ones last time. Hopefully I got it out of my system. Okay, so Bloop's on 11. I'm also on 11. Fekar on 13. Who has the higher dex between you two? Uh, Bloop. Dex of 18 plus 4. Okay, so Bloop, Bloop definitely. Yeah. All right. So put Bloop on 11.1. And that puts Bindle at 11. And what did you get, Aubrey? 19. All right. So let's see. Ooh, okay. All right. So, Aubrey, you're going to go first. You've heard this rippling and this cool sort of cold, empty tone chiding you for entering their residence and the water around you is beginning to ripple what would you like to do all right good news bad news time kids um so i used one of my level three spells uh fighting the squid last time so i i think i only have one level three spell i can cast i can fist fight the water just like get the water like in a position Chris, that's great, but it doesn't it doesn't help us beat these things. Um, um Okay. So I am going to cast uh Hunger of Hadar uh in their general direction, like in the area they're st- or can we tell where they're standing? They or haven't manifested they- yet. Okay, well in that case I'm not gonna cast that yet. Okay, uh, so are you holding it or are you doing something else? I'm actually going to cast Mage Armor first. Okay. <laughs> Good <Yes>. idea. <laughs> it it might be useful. Yeah. So now I have, uh, in a, I have, let's see, 13 plus whatever my Dexterity mod is. 14. So I have plus 14 uh, in my AC. I'm very hard to hurt. So difficult. Plus the one from the ring. So technically it's 15. It anyway. is. All right. So is that is that all you're doing? Uh, yes, I am going. Actually, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to summon my packed we- or create my packed weapon. Okay, as your bonus action, what is your packed weapon? Um, I think I took packed of the blade. Um, okay. I can't see where my. It doesn't show on my. Well, with the with the pact of the blade, you can you can create a weapon. It doesn't have to be a sword, as long as you're oh, okay. yeah, you just create a weapon. Okay. Um, oh, the spear. Okay, so you create a glowing spear. All right, so that was Aubrey's turn. It is now Chad, Brad, and Vlad's turn. So I'm going to roll for what they're doing. Roll your hide and seek check. Okay, so I'm not going to say what happened there yet. And next up, it is the double vampire's turn. And you hear a crashing sound. And something begins to swirl around behind you and in front of you. And you see these three forms, these floating sort of angelic forms begin to manifest into bodies and they all start singing, all three of them. And it's this cacophony of sound that spreads out through the waves and it 
encompasses you. It surrounds you. It goes through you. So I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this magic? It is not magic. Oh, okay. It is an innate ability. 19. Okay. <laughs> also a 19. Uh, two. Who got the two? That was me. Okay. Shapiro. <laughs> so hey. Bindle got a two. Stop and Shekar, how did you do? I'm still watching the very slow dice animation. <laughs> Brownie, why is it so slow for you? It, it It's almost instantaneous for me. Poor life choices, I don't know. Well, been there. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yep, 23. All right. So everyone else just kind of ignores it. You've got a job to do. You know what you need to do. You are focused. But Bindle, you are in awe. I'm not a fucking wizard. This music, it's so beautiful. And you just like to sit here and listen to it for a little while. Hey, this music kind of fucks, y'all. And you are entranced. And you can make a saving throw at the end of each of your turns to try and break out of it. But for the moment, you are just surrounded by this music and it's like nothing else exists. And yeah, no, I'm vibing. <laughs> all right. So they all work together on that one. So the next in the order is Thekar. Well, considering I don't think that I have a, a good attack uh, going on just yet, uh, mm-hmm. I will quickly cast Bless on mm-hmm. everybody. Okay. Uh, by everybody, I mean everyone but me because it hits three people. Basically, every time you roll an attack roll or a saving throw, add four to your roll. Add a d4 to your roll, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that all you're going to do? Uh, let me just see if I can get my spiritual weapon up as a bonus action or if it's yes, an action action. All right. I popped the spiritual weapon into being. All right. So what is it this time? Um... It's a trident, but the pommel looks like a warhammer because why not? Excellent. Love that. All right. So next in the order is Bloop. Okay. Um, I will shoot at the one that looks like they're in charge. I guess that's the okay. center of the three. Yep. The middle one. Okay. All right. So give me an attack roll. First one is a 17. Okay. That hits. Once again, I forgot Hunter's Mark. I am a terrible ranger. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> to be fair, you're just a frog. It's understandable that you'd forget. Yeah. Uh, that was a six. Uh, I will have a second attack roll. Yeah, surprisingly, a six does not hit. No, 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 no. no. It was, it was uh, 17 to hit. I thought you said oh, okay. That. I was saying six damage. Okay, was, six damage. <laughs> okay, I was a little confused there. All right. Uh, the second attack is a 27. All right. Uh, that will be 13 damage. Okay. And I get a third attack on my first turn because I'm a Gloomstalker. Mm-hmm. That is a 16. And a 16 does not hit. God damn it, that was going to deal extra damage too. Okay. Um... Then I'll cast Hunter's Mark on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you do that. And you notice that your arrows just kind of, they seem to be sticking into the doors 
behind these things. And they don't seem to be particularly bothered. Oh, great. Okay. They are water. Yeah, I guess. All right. And Bindle, uh, you are still listening to this concert. Uh, so you can't do anything, but you can make another wisdom saving throw. Sure. To try and break this at the end of your turn. So you can go ahead and do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. By the way, Bloop, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to play... I didn't plan to play Aubrey as racist against frogs, but it just kind of <laughs> happened. God damn it. I I have to, like, I have advantage against magic, but I still rolled a fucking four. And even with uh, Thekar's extra d4, it's not going to help. All no, right. it's not. So a thought briefly crosses your mind that you were down here to do something? That's fine. But yeah, it, it can wait. You don't hear music like this every day of your life. Yeah, this is right. rocking. It really is. Like you're you're really vibing with it. You know, you're even feeling maybe a bit of interpretive dance coming on. Oh yeah, no, Bindle's rocking. This is like one of those bugs in a bug's life that's entranced by the bug zapper. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Exactly. All right. So Aubrey, it is your turn. Uh, so they have manifested now? Yes, they have manifested. There are three of them. They're between you and these onyx doors. Alright. Uh, I mm-hmm. am going to cast It's Time for the Hunger of Hadar. Woo! Hungry, hungry which, Hadars. Which, Jesus Christ, some of these fucking spells are terrifying. <laughs> um just that's for those of you the warlock who don't know what this is uh you open a gateway to the dark between the stars a region infested with unknown horrors a 20 foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears centered on a point with with range and lasting for the duration this void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that can be heard up to 30 feet away <laughs> yeah and, uh, um, no light, magical or no, no light, magical or otherwise, can illuminate the area, and creatures within the area are blind. And since they're starting their turn, they will take two d six cold damage. Okay. And if they end their turn in that area, they have to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take two d six acid damage. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty helpful. All right, so this 20-foot void with otherworldly ghastly tentacles suddenly pops up between you and the door, and these tentacles come reaching out, writhing around, and searching for these these double vampires. It's kind of terrifying. It's a good thing there's no sanity mechanic in this game. Fun is fact, your... if we... Go ahead, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is that your go? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, let's see. I can't cast, like, a a cantrip or anything to hit them, can I? Only ones that are marked as bonus actions. Gotcha. Okay. Um, then never mind. Uh, That's gonna be my turn. Okay. I've still got my armor active and everything, so. Yeah, that's it. Alright, so next up is Chad, Brad, and Vlad. Okay, so you suddenly hear yelling 
and loud noises coming from somewhere off to the side. And even like Aubrey, you can see the, the double vampires through the blackness. No one else can, but they are, you see their heads whip off to the left, like turning as if trying to see what's over there. And so next is their go. So they're going to take some damage there. It's 2d6. Okay, so they take five points of damage. You notice, Aubrey, they don't seem to like this. Whereas Bloop's arrows just seem to go through them and they barely even noticed. This, this is affecting them somehow. You see these tentacles writhing around and you hear a loud piercing shriek from inside the void. And now you are going to see. <laughs> so one of these these double vampires disappears. It turns into mist or water, hard to tell under here, and is gone. Did we did we win? Did we kill it? You're Maybe? not sure. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So all you know is that the one that was on the far right has gone, turned into mist or water or something and disappeared. And the other two are going to, <laughs> they're going to do something interesting. So, oh dear. Yes. So Bindle, you're rocking out to this concert and then you hear a voice in your head saying, join us backstage. Hell yeah! And give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I get to roll that twice, luckily. And each of them gets 1d4 added. Oh, shit. Um, so the first was a 10, the second was a 16. Let me add a okay. 1d4 to it. Okay. Uh, well, you're at you're at disadvantage here because you are entranced. Yeah, so the, let me add a so, 10 to the 4. Yeah, take the 10 and then add a d4. Yeah. Not good enough. Uh, I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, it just sounded. Oh. <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, it was a fourteen. I rolled a four. Okay. Fourteen's not quite good enough, I'm afraid. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. It, if this was your normal saving throw, you would have been able to take the higher one, but because they're specifically calling you and you are entranced by them at the moment, you have disadvantage. So, uh, the rest of you see Bindle just start walking forward, whistling a jaunty tune, and Bindle walks into the black void with the tentacles. Oh, Bindle's going to take some damage. But Bindle, you just hear, that's right, backstage passes. Isn't this lovely? Well, I don't know what backstage is, but okay. Sounds and the the music is even the music is even better back here. There's some kind of sibilant hissing and strange noises, but the, this discordant sound kind of adds to the to the music. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah, no, I am one hundred percent. You are absolutely vibing. All right, Thekar, your turn. Well, considering there are two targets left, I, I think I'll send my spectral trident after one of them. Okay. So make an attack roll. 
get that going. Yeah. It just is hiding in my actions. <laughs> there it goes. Mm-hmm. The little bee is popping up everywhere except for where I want it to. There we go. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. Nice. Yep. That's going to do it. And it disappeared before I could see it, but I will roll the damage uh, with four. All right. So you are actually going to do eight damage to this one as this sort of spectral trident. It doesn't go through them the way the arrows did. It sticks for a moment. And this creature turns to look at you with deep burning eyes. Did not that like true? that. Nope. Uh, that that technically goes off as a bonus action, so I still have mm-hmm. my main action. Um, yes, you do. I'm wondering whether remove curse would would do anything to one of these things, considering they're cursed with their unlife. Um, you can give me an Arcana or Religion check to see what you what you would know about that. Ooh, Religion check, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sixteen. Okay, so with a sixteen. Uh, if you wanted to remove a curse, you have to touch something corporeal. Mm. So maybe you have to go up and touch them in this case, or maybe you have to remove the curse from their heart. Which we still haven't really found yet. Mm. You think it's behind those doors based on the power of the aura, but you've got these two things between you and the door. All right. I think that... Not a ton, ton that I can do, but just um, prepare, prepare to defend against attacks. We'll say it that way. Okay. So you're going to hold an attack for if they physically attack you. Right. Okay. So if one of them physically attacks you, that will trigger your response. All right. Bloop. Um, is there like natural light in here or any sort of light? Or are we relying on dark vision at the moment? There's some kind of light. It's not sunlight, obviously, because it's after dark. You had the vampires come down with you, but there's some kind of maybe bioluminescence down here. You can see fairly well. Okay, that ruins my plan. Uh, I guess I I can't do anything. Well, it's just half damage. Or maybe they're just, it won't be fun. Um, I'll you, shoot. You, Sorry, how big it? are you? I'm small. <laughs> My Are my you like gloom stalker. Sized? <laughs> uh, I I'm like a gnome sized. I guess okay. would be small. But um, I have a gloom stalker thing where if something relies on dark vision, uh, to see, I could basically mm-hmm. become invisible to it if I hide. Uh, so I was hoping to sneak past them, but obviously that's not gonna work. Well, um, I'll tell you this: because of Aubrey's spell, they can't see you right now. Okay, they're blinded while they're in this. In this in this region, they they got Bindle because they already were enchanting him. Hey, can they you all know me? where you are? Okay, then I will try and swim around them to get to the doors behind them because obviously okay. attacking them directly will have no effect. I have to go for their hearts. Hey, mm-hmm. can you all hear me real fast? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Okay, good. Um, my thing, my uh, dongle fucked up. Okay. All right, anyway. so. Uh, Bloop, you're going around? Yes. So I want you to give me a stealth roll with advantage. Okay. Unfortunately, Pass Without Trace dropped because I cast Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Um, 
But that doesn't matter because I got a 17 and hopefully that's good enough. Did you roll your advantage? Yes. Okay. So yeah, with the with the 17, you're able to swim around. Uh, you are going to go through part of this tentacly area um, because it is between you and the door because of how Aubrey cast it. But you can go through it. You're just going to take some damage on ending your turn in this in this area. Okay. All right. So you moved. What would you like to do with your action? Uh, I will take the dodge action, which gives me whatever dodge action does. Uh, I'm basically giving disadvantage to whenever they attack me. Okay. So you're giving disadvantage to the double vampires. Yes. Dodge action. Till the start of my next turn, any attack roll made against me has disadvantage if I can see the attacker. Okay. Excellent. And so you are you ending your turn up by the door? Yes, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you're going to take 2d6 acid damage because you are ending your turn in this... Oh, you can actually you can make a dex saving throw. So make a dexterity saving throw. Remember to add one d four to it. Oh, uh, is he is he close enough to you? Oh wait, uh, no, bl- the paladin thing. Uh, yeah, so you yeah. blessed him. Okay, so that is twenty one plus. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. fine. Okay, so you're fine. These tentacles reach out towards you, but they miss. So you are at the door. That is the end of your turn, uh, Bindle. You are starting your turn in this area, so you are going to take two d six cold damage. Okay. That's that's going to be 10 cold damage. All right. I'm at I'm bloodied. Mhm. And you can't act, but you can make your wisdom save to try and break out of this, and you can do it with advantage because you have been injured. Um, I can do it adva- with advantage anyways. That's a gnome thing. Um, that's a 16. With advantage? Yep. I don't like you get that. A, you get double advantage. I I rolled it twice. You're supposed to roll three times. Oh shit. Okay. Yep. I gave you I gave you double advantage. <laughs> because that's, you've been injured. That's a bad sign. Oh, and that's you a still one. get the one D four, but Okay, uh with the one D four, um I've got a sixteen plus one D four. Okay. What'd you get on the D4? Hello? We're we're still here. Okay, I can't hear Chris. And I can't hear Aaron either. That's not good. Oh, you can't hear me at all? We, we oh, can no, hear you now. Hear you now. Yeah, I just wasn't talking. Okay, it was lighting up, and I thought you were saying something. It might be picking up my fan. Okay. Aaron's uh, fan is another cast member. <laughs> it's uh, nice to have you all fans. hear me? Yes. Yes, now we can. Thank you. Okay, sorry about that. I I've been talking. Um, I got a a, a nineteen total with my. Okay, uh, nineteen is is enough. You needed a seventeen, so okay. good thing Thekar gave you. Uh, Thekar blessed you. So you you snap out of it. This cold damage, you know, the, this pain that shatters one of your ribs, startles you out of out of this 
reverie that you've been in and you suddenly realize that you are surrounded by darkness and things that look suspiciously like tentacles. So give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Also, Rena, you're welcome. I gave you more tentacles. <laughs> you did. I am appreciative. All right. Dex save. That's a 13. Okay. Uh, that's not going to do it. I'm surprisingly I'm... not very dexterous for a fighter. Yeah, because according to the character sheet, you need a 14. So you're I going mean, to take I... a... You're going to take 10. Can I use that extra 1d4? Uh, how long does that last? Is it on every roll, um, Brownie, or is it on one roll? It is on saving throws and attack rolls until it expires, and it is uh, a minute. Okay, so, yep, roll your d4. Okay. You should be able to beat it with that. So far. Yep, you're good. All right, so you don't take the extra damage there, but you are blinded because you are in this area of darkness. Yeah, no. Like, what the fuck is going on? And you hear this rippling laughter from someone or something next to you. All right, back to the top of the order, Audrey, or Aubrey. Oh, uh, you... Yo! Look, man, you shouldn't have wandered into it. Um. I am going to cast Eldritch Blast in the direction of the double vampires. Okay. Because I don't think I'm close enough to stab them. No. I mean, you could get close enough if you wanted to. Yeah, but that sounds like a bad idea. I can't interest you in some tentacles. Why, Why do you say it's a bad idea? And, you know, I'm not one prone to making, uh, bold moves and bad decisions ever really uh yeah no not me um so i'm just gonna cast eldritch blast okay so so make your attack uh that is a nine that's not gonna do it for some reason oh well mm-hmm. at least it's just a cantrip right yeah and i mean I'm still doing damage to them just by virtue of my spell existing. So that's true. All right. Yeah. So next in the order is Brad, Chad, and Vlad. Of that, I am quite glad. <laughs> All right. So you hear a piercing shriek, and then there's a blur of motion, and one of the triplets collapses on the riverbed next to you, Thekar, and he's bleeding from the mouth and from the chest. He's missing one of his ears and his clothes are torn and he panting on the ground. He's we got some of them, but there is one of those things. The cousins, they came. Oh, uh, Vlad got out with another child, but I don't know if Brad is still back there. Uh, Flee and and ask for help. Okay, I I do what I can, but uh, they're back there. Uh, There's still some children. Hurry. And there's a poof and another blur of motion as Chad the vampire swims, floats. You're not quite sure. 
goes away. And you hear another yell of some of pain, it sounds like, from the other side of this underwater palace. And so next up is the double vampire's turn. And they're going to start by taking some damage from the tentacles, which they are hey, really uh, not Aaron, happy do about. do me a favor and mute yourself. Oh, my bad. So the, they take some more damage from the uh, hold, which they really don't like. And then, let me see. Yep, they seem to realize that staying in this area is probably not a good idea. And they start floating towards you, Thekar and Bloop. There's two of them. And one of them is going to reach out towards you, Thekar, with what looks... It looks like their arm is shifting and changing into a giant watery tentacle. Hmm. And it's going to try and grab you and squeeze you. But I'm guessing a 16 isn't going to do it? Not Not today, no. The other one's going for you, Bloop. Oh, wait, no, you're behind them. So it's going to be Aubrey. So Aubrey is a 16 going to hit you. Hey, uh, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, uh, reaction time. Know the fuck they are for Thekar, because I have the interception fighting style. So I'm spending a uh, point to remove damage by 1d10 plus 3. They didn't hit me, though. Oh. Maybe you're they, protecting they, Bloop. No, they hit Aubrey. Oh, Bloop Aubrey, went yes. around behind them, so they can't see him, but they did hit Aubrey. Yeah, so now. I'm protecting Aubrey. So, okay. like, I just, like, jump in front of Aubrey and just, like, go out of the way. Okay, so what does that do? Uh, let me... <laughs> Holy shit, I rolled a 13. All so, right, so... uh, remove... I remove 13 damage from whatever that effect was. Okay, now let's see what it is. Okay. All right, so it was 16 damage. So, so it's now three. So Bindle just, like, jumped from the tentacle and just, like, grabbed... Yo, keep in mind, I have mage armor active. So my armor class is actually uh, 20, uh, 24. Well, doesn't matter. Okay. This <laughs> okay. I thought your AC was 15. Why did I think that? I don't know. Because that's right. my AC. It's 11, but Mage Armor adds 13. So Okay. Alright. And the third one, who you can't see, you hear another loud shriek from what sounds like a vampire. Alright, and next in the order is Thekar. Great, I will start with my bonus action using my mm-hmm. trident hammer to try mm-hmm. to strike at um, whichever one I struck before. Okay, keeping so that the one uh, on the right. Keeping that double vampire bothering going, yeah. Alright, so give me an attack roll. Uh, that's a 24 on the attack roll. Oh, that's definitely going to hit. And the damage is again a four. So another eight. And you can see it, it's a little odd. There, it's what looks like fractures, like you see in glass, when it's starting to shatter a little bit, but isn't completely broken. That, that's kind of what this figure looks like in, in the water. It's made of water, but it looks like the water is fracturing. 
almost as though it were water but ice and fracturing? Yes. And earlier we said that there were uh, doors that they sort of emerged from in this area? Yes, there's, they're in front of these doors. And Bloop is behind them, so between them and the door now. Were, were there three doors, like one for each of them? No, there were two doors, almost as if it's opening into a larger room or, or hall. Hmm. I will try to use the rest of my turn to maneuver as safely as I can around them towards uh, whichever the Heart of Darkness door is. Okay, so, all right, so you're going to go around to the right or to the left? Uh, whichever way the stronger evil darkness is. Okay, so to the left. All right, Bloop went around the right. You're going around to the left. And give me a stealth roll. That is unless, hilarious. Unless you're not trying to do it stealthily, in which case you can give me uh, athletics. But if you're trying to do it without them noticing you, then... Oh, no. They, they're already attacking me. They know I'm here. Okay, so give me athletics then. That appears to be a seven. Okay. So it's slow going, right? There's the there's this darkness. It's kind of rough terrain to get around it. There's ripples in the sand, maybe from these things anger, you're not sure. And it, it's really difficult going and you're not able to get completely to the door. But you are starting to circle around. It's better than just trying to defend myself. Yes, it is. All right. So next in the order is Bloop. Bloop, you are in front of a door. I will try to crack open the door, slip through, and hopefully there's hearts on the other side. All right. Well, first, you started your turn in the tentacle zone, so you're going to take 2d6 cold damage first. That's 11. Okay. All right. And then give me a strength check to open the door. Joy. My strength. Yes. Totally not my dump stat. <laughs> I am mm -hmm. scared that I'm going to mess up later because I just rolled an 18 for a total of 21. All right. So you are able to pull open this this door just enough that you can squeak through. Okay. I will squeak through and what do mm -hmm. I see? Yep. So you slip through the gap in this door. And you are in a chamber, it looks like. It was not super well constructed. It, it looks kind of shoddy, like with bits of, of broken boats and rafts, and there's some tree branches and leaves and so on. And then you can see this sort of shifting color, whatever it is that these creatures are using to make their constructs, that seems to be holding all of this together. And the floor is all carefully made out of what looks like starfish, all these bright different colored starfish that are interlocking. Someone spent a very long time putting this floor together. It, it's kind of beautiful, actually, if, if you pause to look at it. But there are three glowing urns at the end of the room and they're behind some sort of maybe glass it looks like and one of them is gold one is silver and one is bronze um if i have any movement left mm -hmm. i will swim towards the urns 
Um, and if I don't have any movement, but I have my action, I'll turn that into movement using dash action. Mm-hmm. I want to just get as far as I can to those urns. Okay, so you start swimming as fast as you can towards the urns, and there is a rippling around you, and there are two eels slithering up from behind these urns, barreling towards you. Roll initiative for them. Okay, so that is the end of your go as you are swimming towards these urns. Okay. All right, let me add the eels. All right, so Bindle. Hey. It is your turn. All right, mind what's going on? Well, Bloop has disappeared. And you tried to deflect a tentacle away from Aubrey, and Aubrey didn't seem to mind the tentacle too much. Okay. And Thekar has gone around to the left. Okay. Um, In that case, I am going to Thekar. So... Um, I'm going to protect in my own way, in that case, is being as aggressive as possible. So I'm going to take out as many tentacles as I can. So first first action is uh, I pull out my longsword and I start hacking. Okay, so your longsword is your magic item, correct? Correct. All right, so give me an attack roll. All right, uh, that is a 12. 12 is not going to do it. All right, well, I'm going to roll again. <laughs> uh, remember to add 1d4 to your attack roll. Oh, you're right. Uh, keep stepping on it. Keep removing it. Uh, that's a 4. So that is a 15, I believe. 16, right? 12 plus 4? Oh, right, yeah, you're sorry. Yeah, so uh, 16 sorry. will do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that doesn't. Um, with that, I'm ro- going one-handed. That's, Roll your damage. Uh, uh, ten damage. Okay. It does a little bit more than that, you think? They don't look too happy. I'm going to attack again. Okay. That's what Bindle does. <laughs> Bindle slash. Yeah, Bindle's like, oh no, I'm going to attack this. One, that's a 14. Okay. And with the plus four, or is that only once per turn, Brownie? Oh, shit. Yeah. It just says on all um, attacks okay. and saving on throws. Alright, all so add your uh, d4 to that. I rolled a four again. Okay, so what's <laughs> That's your total there? 13. Uh, let's see, 14 plus four, 18. 18, yep, that'll do it, so roll your damage. Okay. Three damage. Okay. So not not as great this time, but they, I didn't hit hard. But like, yeah, you're, you, you, like, you, I find a point. I attack that. You have you have still lopped off a tentacle, so it's a it's a good start. Um, all right. So next in the order is the eels. So Bloop, you have these two eels that are barreling towards you, and they are going to swirl around you and try and take a bite. Out of this tasty looking frog. But a nine's not going to do it for the one. And I'm guessing a seven's not going to do it either. So. Your master said they needed help. And they sent me to get you. (laughs) You can try that on your turn. (laughs) It's never going to (laughs) work. All right. Back to the top of the order. Aubrey. All right. I'm going to move in range for a stabbing with my spear. 
All right. Uh, and I'm not 100% sure how this works, but I have a spell called uh, Green Flame Blade. Mm-hmm. So um, the way it works is, I, like, I don't know if I just cast this instead of rolling an attack. Because it just says you brandish the weapon using the spell's casting and make make a, a melee attack with it against one creature within five feet of you. Yep, so you make an attack and you okay. add your spell casting bonus to it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I forget you have access to my character sheet too. Yes. Okay. Um... So it should be a plus six. Okay. Um, do I just roll a d20 for attack? Yep, roll a d20 okay. and add six. Cool, sorry. Mm-hmm. No worries. And remember, oh, you're blessed. So yeah, add so one to four, four. Okay, so I rolled a 12 plus six. That's an eight. And then plus four. Uh, 22. Uh, no, that was, sorry, that was the plus. Uh, oh, okay. I rolled a three. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, so you're going to hit for sure. Okay. And then... So the way that spell works, um, on a hit, the target suffers the weapon's attacks, normal effects, and you can use green fire to leap from the target to a different creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it. Uh, the second creature takes fire damage equal to your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay, so the second one's going to take six fire damage. Yes, and, and then because... Sorry, go ahead. No. Uh, what, what's your damage on the spear? itself uh, uh i would have to look at that um i'll check in a second but at fifth level mm-hmm. the melee attack deals an extra 1d8 fire damage to the target on a hit oh you can okay. see this i'm sorry i don't know why i'm reading it all <laughs> no worries it's good for the uh podcast yeah um sorry i need to actually look at how much damage uh spears do because i spears forgot do 1d6 Okay, so just roll a six. Okay, mm-hmm. or so a, roll D6. a D six, and then you can add your bonus damage as well. Okay, um, so I rolled a four, and then let me go back and look. So an extra one D eight fire damage. Mm-hmm. That's three, so seven, and then it'll jump over to the other fire vampire. And that's a 1d8, so 7, and then another 1d8, plus my spellcasting ability modifier, and I rolled a 2 on that d8. And my spellcasting modifier, uh, 3, so 5. Okay, so the one you were attacking mainly the one that already looked like it was fracturing. And it begins to fracture even more. Like you can see these cracks in the ice, you know, when you fall through the ice and you you start to see the cracking spread rapidly, that's, that's what looks like it's happening here. It's still up this creature, but it's shattering as far as you can tell. And the other one doesn't look too happy either. Good. All right. Is that your go? Uh, yes, that's going to be it. Okay. And so next up is Chad, Brad, and Vlad. Okay. All right. So this time you hear a loud yelling scream, but it doesn't sound like the triplets. It sounds more like the shriek that this cre- this shattering creature let out when it was first hit by the tentacles. 
And so next in the order is the vampires themselves. Um, the one close to you, Thekar, is going to try and grab you. Uh, 21? That'll do it. <laughs> okay. So uh, the one on the left extends a watery arm towards you and the fingers begin to grow and grow with these long sharp nails and they sink these nails into the side of your throat and begin to rake and you're going to take eight points of damage and the other one is going after you bindle he can another try 20, another 21 well i have a 16 with that plus four yeah no it it's okay all right. Um, this one is going to wrap you up in the tentacles that you're fighting and tr- and s- try and squeeze the life out of you. It's not nice to fight people when you weren't invited. And you're going well, to take keep se- doing it. <laughs> you're going to take seven points of damage as this tentacle begins to squeeze. Ten points. Seven. Two. Hmm. Are you there, Chris? God damn it. <sighs> we we okay, got now the I can it. hear you. Yeah. Heard the damn it, but nothing before that. Oh dear. Chris, if oh. you need to play by post like we did when or like I did when we were <laughs> playing uh uh Wild Talents. Oh. Well, he got a little squished. It's not like he can do anything yet because it's not his turn, so we'll keep going. Hopefully we can hear him again shortly. All right, um, and roll for the third one. Who's not here? Okay. And Thekar, it's your turn. Following form, uh, using the spectral trident hammer um, mm-hmm. on, on the one that's cracking to f- try to finish the cracking. Okay. So make your attack roll. It is again hiding from me. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Kind of. Uh, that is a 20 on the to-hit roll. Right. Yep, that's definitely going to hit. With uh, 7 on the damage. Okay, so your s- spectral trident goes straight into this thing's chest, and it lets out this horrific, horrific scream. And it begins to shatter into a million pieces. And I'd like everyone who can hear this, so that's everyone except Bloop to give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, Remember to add magic? 1d4. Uh, is this magic, Chris says? Yes. This is not magic. This is um, an inherent ability. Okay. Uh, so that's a total of a 16 after all my happiness. Okay. 18. That's a crit fail. <laughs> you got a 1? I got a 1. Okay, but you can so add you're... 1d4 to it. But it's still a one, a natural okay. one. You can't do anything with. It's like getting a fumble in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, um, no, it's a, it's a one. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, even if you had a plus twenty, it would still be a fail. Um, so you're going to take max damage on that one. Great. Um, so you're you're going to take eight points of piercing damage from this scream as it seems to sh- almost shatter the air. Around you, you can feel the water even separating at this scream, and it rocks you to your core. I'm at uh, two hit points right now, just so y'all know. 
Well, at least the tentacle dropped you because that's the one that was holding you. Yeah. So great. You, this creature shatters and is you can see this sort of colorful mist floating around in the water where it used to be. Uh, seeing as I still have my action this round, and that was mm-hmm. my bonus action, yep. and considering we've been in close quarters fighting these things, am I within touch range of um, Bindle? You're not, because Bindle went towards the right and you went to the left. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can see him if you have any spells you can use that are sight, but you can't touch him. No, I think you can just see Bindle. <laughs> I know it's just <laughs> like, like kind of mangled. You can use your movement to go to the side and go over to Bindle instead of moving around um, this this vampire if you if you would like to. I do have a channel divinity preserve life. Okay. As an action, I can restore twenty five hit points. Choose any creatures within thirty feet of myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's my action. That I pour all twenty five into Bindle. Wow. All right. So. Oh, Thekar. hey, I'm not dying. <laughs> Thekar is surrounded with a brilliant holy light, and the double vampire has to shield its eyes for a moment. And Bindle, you're feeling rejuvenated. Like, your your cracked ribs are healed, it feels like. Your broken ankle from when you fell out of the tentacle's grasp, it, it seems to be all healed up. You're feeling, well, not quite back to normal, but... You feel like you can fight. Fuck you, double vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so is that your go, Thekar? That's it, yeah. All right. Bloop. Um, how close am I to the urns? You can get there using your movement. Okay. Um, and not that I would know, but did anything happen to them? Or are they? did nothing change in this room? Nothing's changed. Okay, that's fine. Um... I will take the disengage action and use my movement to swim up to the urn so I don't provoke any opportunity attacks. Good idea. All right, so you swim up to the urn and you've used your action. Do you have a bonus action? Yes, I would like to... Give me a second, I want to read... Okay, it's a creature. I'm just going to switch Hunter's Mark onto one of the eels, the one that looks meanest, and uh, obviously I won't attack it. (laughs) All right, so you have now put Hunter's Mark on one of the eels. Yeah, and I don't See, think I can do it. why it's fun being a fighter, because you can just blindly attack. <laughs> it's true. Can, um, I use um, my, um, can I use my interact with an object or any of those free action type things to, like, knock or take off the lid of an urn, or would that take too you could much? take You could take the lid off, but if you're going to try and knock it over or anything, that's considered an attack. So you wouldn't be able to do that, but you could take the lid off. Okay, I would like to take the lid off of the silver urn, please. Okay, so you take the lid off the silver urn, which is the one in the middle. And inside, you see lovingly wrapped in what looks like seaweed and some other plant life is a heart. It is glowing. It's not beating, but it is glowing. And there's also what looks like a child's rag doll in here curled up next to the heart. Uh, with that, I will end my turn then. All right. Bindle. Well, getting my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also gotten uh, some of it back. So 
You've got one of these double vampires left in here. You can still hear yelling coming from off to the side where you assume the triplets were trying to rescue the children. The door behind this vampire is cracked slightly open. What would you like to do? I want to fight. Okay. Yeah, so... (laughs) So, um, I see the... um, I hear the, the... people crying out and help mm-hmm. and i'm going to spend one of my uh, superiority dice to go and help them all right so you're gonna go find the triplets and yep. the other double vampire yes um this is using my evasive footwork so when mm-hmm. you move you can expend one in su- superiority die to give yourself a uh, d8 okay so let me roll that d8 real fast and that adds to your AC? Yes. Okay, so against the opportunity attack. All right. Um, that's an 8 plus my 16, so uh, 20... Yeah, so the, yeah. This, this double vampire er, like, is screaming and reaching out towards you, but you nimbly evade it and run off down this side hallway in oh, the direction... Oh, it's not just that. I just, like, mm-hmm. I grab its tentacle and use it to, like twist myself in the right direction. Well, th- this one didn't have tentacles. This one just had these long claw-like fingers, but you can grab the arm and flip over it to run in the right direction. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it's cool as shit. This was a good roll. Super cool. So He's you like jump tiny Legolas. <laughs> yes. Sliding around on your shield. Mm-hmm. And you slip off down the hallway, taking off running for the sound of the yelling. Yes. And you'll arrive on the scene in your next turn. Uh, no, I have two actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not going to be able to get there with your full movement. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, in that case... You, you'll be able to get there on your next turn with movement. All right. Well, that's good, mm-hmm. then. Okay. All right. So uh, the eels are up next, and they're going to try and bite at you again, Bloop, as you're, re- as you're pulling at this urn. I'm not tasty. Uh, a four isn't gonna hit you maybe that eel just kind of looks at you consideringly well maybe maybe it doesn't look that good actually um right colors mean poisoned bad to eat (laughs) 19 that hits okay um so you're gonna take 14 piercing damage what the fuck (laughs) jesus christ dude yeah i I rolled really well on that (laughs) Does he make a poison check for biting me, or does my poison not affect him? It depends on if he's a construct or not. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure, because I just got, like, half my health in one shot. Bloop, you produced DMT, it's okay. (laughs) Bloop is, like, the one thing that creates LSD in this universe, so everyone's just like, no, we must keep him alive. Uh, all right, Aubrey. Yeah. The downside <laughs> is that, like, the D and D equivalent Joe Rogan is just constantly hunting you. Oh boy! That's oh terrifying. man! All right, I'm just gonna stab with my magic spear again. All right, that's what he said. Hey. hey. Uh, so that's a D twenty. Mm-hmm. Plus six. Thirteen. Um, you should still be able to also add that one D four. Okay. Uh, I, I would do that. That's a 16. That'll do it. Okay. All right. Well, 
Now to roll a uh, roll damage four. Okay, uh, it does a little bit more than that. It looks like you're starting to see these crystal-like fractures spread across this creature as well. I have a question. Um, I have an so because it's my packed weapon, does it mm-hmm. do extra damage, or is it like does it get any kind of damage bonus? I'm I legitimately don't... asking because I don't know how it mm-hmm. works. No, it um, it wouldn't give you extra damage. It just counts as a magic weapon, which is the big, uh, big, big bonus there, okay. right? So unless it specifically tells you you do an extra d6 of of damage or whatever with this, then it it wouldn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, hold on, because I think uh-huh. the genie patron actually might uh might do something for that. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Sorry, guys. I just remembered seeing this. Um, Genie's Wrath. Once during each of your turns, when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage to the target equal to your proficiency bonus. Uh, the type of this damage is determined by your patron. So, okay. air damage? Um, let's see. I'm trying to... Okay, so air, that's Jin. So, it would be thunder damage. And I don't know what my proficiency is. Uh, it should I... be plus three. It's at okay. the top so... of your sheet. Oh, okay, yeah. So I guess it would be plus three dam- plus three thunder mm-hmm. damage then. Okay. So, so there, so there's a like bit of hit a shaking. A thunderclap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thunderclap, and the creature turns to look at you and screams. I scream back at it. <laughs> All right. Next up is the vampire triplets, and Bindle, you see this as you you come running up. Um, there, there's this one double vampire water creature um, that is spinning around the room, almost like it's creating a water vortex. And you see, there's there's eight children left in this room. You don't know if that means that the vampires have gotten the rest out or if that's just how many are in here, but there's a a small orc child hiding behind a chair. There's a a half elf clinging on to uh, a human child behind a pillar, and there's a couple small dwarves hiding, uh, hiding back behind what looks like an urn. And the vampires, well, Chad is looking really badly off like he did before um brad is on the ground and has something it looks like something's pinning him to the ground he can't seem to move and vlad is yelling something at the creature and appears to be casting some kind of spell and you can see these cracks have begun to form on this this double vampire as well so I scream like Brendan Fraser in the Mummy. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Chris! That was my move. <laughs> well, Too you late. can you can do that as a as a free action. Um, it's not your turn yet. Uh, you're just seeing this whole this whole scene, but you can scream, uh, Brendan Fraser style at yeah. the <laughs> du- at the double vampire, and uh, Vlad raises his hands up into the air and he begins to rise like he's he's floating and he opens his mouth and you see all of these tiny bats come pouring out of his mouth and begin chittering and chipping away at this 
uh, at this vamp, uh, double vampire. Uh, and you see more cracks beginning to form in the face area. Uh, so that is their turn. It is now the double vampire's turn. So the one who's in the room with you, Thekar, is going to try and attack you because you're the only one left other than Aubrey. Uh, is a 19 going to hit? It most certainly is. All right. Uh, so it rakes you across the face with these massive claws, and it's screaming at you. Uh, 15 points of damage. Okay. As it rakes across your face. Bad time was had by all, yes. Mm-hmm. And then for the one in the room where Bindle is. Okay, um, Bindle, you see this other double vampire is trying to claw at these bats that are attacking it, and it can't quite seem to push them away. They just keep chittering and screaming and and pulling at its at its form, and it seems to almost be stretching it a bit. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. So next up is Thekar. All right. Well, that one that just raked me is probably looking at me, and up comes a little uh, trident from behind it. Woo! Also what he said. Sometimes, yes. What did he say? I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, coming, uh, a trident from behind. Yeah. Ah, oh. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Would, a fi- would a 15 hit? Uh, 15 does not hit. How about a 15 when I add my 1d4 that turns into an 18? Um, did you bless yourself? I thought you blessed everyone but you. You're 100% correct. I am not blessed. I missed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not blessed because you missed. <laughs> All right. Um, do you get anything else? Uh, yep my my full action. I'm going to still. I'm going to okay. try to move away still toward through that left hand door. Okay. Uh, so do you want to disengage so it can't get an attack of opportunity on you? If that's possible, I don't yep. know that you, piece. You can. Yeah, you can. You can take the disengage action, uh, which means you can't attack, but it it won't be able to attack you either. So you can move around it without it attacking you. Perfect. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay, so you disengage, you hop back a little bit, and you start circling around it, and you can get to the door. If you end your turn at the door, you're still going to get hit by these uh, tentacle boys. Uh, I I only have the actions that I have, so I think I have to end my turn here. All right, so give me a dexterity saving throw. You're not within five feet of me. Uh, that's the lowest it can possibly be, and also that thing that Chris got, which is a natural one. Oh, dear. Um... Yeah, so you're going to take 2d6, so that's 8 points of, of acid damage as these tentacles whip at you. Not my beard. <laughs> Not the beard, no. I, th- I think with the natural one, it does singe the edge of your beard. It ah. just, just takes a couple inches off of it with one swipe of a tentacle. You know how many years that's going to take to grow back? Mm, that natural mm. one, man, it's brutal. Yeah. All right. So it, it is Bloop's turn. I'm going to pull out my dagger. Uh-huh. Hell's heart, I stab at thee! And I'll just plunge <laughs> my dagger down into the heart. Okay. So you plunge your dagger down. Give me an attack roll. Okay. 28. Okay. Oh, I know that's uh, wrong. Let's see if I threw oh. it. Uh, still 28. <laughs> okay. So Still you... absurd. You stab down into this heart and you see the 
child's doll, the little rag doll, its head turns to look at you. It looks up, and you could swear that the little beads for eyes blink at you. It was for the key. And then it smiles, and both the heart and the doll turn to dust. And Bindle, in the room with the vampires, you hear a, No! 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 And then you see this form crumple and then shatter into a million pieces, and it's gone. There's no mist, there's no color, just three vampires and some very terrified children. God damn it! Sorry, he went for the silver one. I wanted to fight. (laughs) Well, come on back. All right. For my second attack, because I mm-hmm. get two attacks per attack action, I guess mm-hmm. I will swipe at the Eli Cast Hunter's mark on, because I can't okay. see any other hearts at the moment. Yep. You'd have to open them. I'll get over to them and open them. So, make your attack roll. Nat 20. Woo! Alright, so brutal critical. So, maximum damage plus rolled damage. Great. Um... Okay, so, uh, what's your maximum damage for this weapon? Uh, 1d4 plus 4 would be the damage. Normal. Okay, so that's 8 plus 6 maximum for the hunter's mark. So that's 14. And then add your rolled damage. Um, another 7. Okay. Uh, so you stab at this eel and it crumples into dust. Woo! <laughs> and floats I'll around. I'll take the lid off another you. jar as I cheer. <laughs> Hey, this little frog just whooping. (laughs) Alright, so you take the the lid off of another jar, which the gold one. Yes, if I can. And so next in the order is Bindle. Alright, what what do I have to attack? Nothing in here. I'm not sure what happened exactly. Damn it! (laughs) I just like put my sword away and I'm just like well I guess I have to find somewhere else to do my thing <laughs> so like, yep that, your companions are always taking your kills away from you how dare they god damn it I All mean right. good for them but still <laughs> so what would you like to do there's not much I can do I can fight well, the, so I'm, the triplets look at you and like do you want to help us take children home? I think he's uh, dead. Ch- sure. And uh, Vlad drops a toddler into your arms, this two-year-old human child. says, come with us. And they all surround you, and they all speak a word, and you, poof, find yourself on the island holding this terrified toddler. Child is almost as big as Bindle is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they gave you the smallest one. Hmm? Your character reminds me of Peacemaker. <laughs> <sighs> so, do you do anything, Bindle? Sorry. Um, yes. Uh, I'll try to help. Um, acrobatics? Uh, well, you won't have to roll anything if you decide to stay and help the triplets bring all the kids up. You'll just be able to ferry them back and forth. 
Yeah, no, then I'll help for sure. Okay. So um, the with the help of the triplet vampires, you are transported back and forth, helping carry these terrified kids. In a couple cases, you have to just sort of hold their hand and tell them it'll be okay because they're too big for you to carry. Hey, kid, it's okay. I know I'm small, but it's it's all right. It's covered in blood. Yeah, <laughs> very much soaked in blood. Most of it his. He's looking like a, a Dragon Age character in a cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and you're able to help carry these kids uh, or lead these kids up to the island. And uh, the uh, kids help you direct them to the, to the right house where you can deliver them to their gratified and grateful parents who are just start crying. And a couple of them tr- uh, try to hug you. Whether or not you let them is up to you, uh, but you're just like no, just, I'm covered in blood, covered in blood, just like elbowing <laughs> them, them. All right, so you elbow them away. All right. Uh, so while Bindle's doing that, the last eel is going to attack you. Bloop. Nineteen. Bloop. You said bloop nineteen. That hits. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, All I right. was muted for a second. You're going to take. If you're human, that th- hits. You're going to take 13 points of piercing damage. Um, as it... You said 6 points, right? Huh? You said 13. 6 points, right? <laughs> I said 13. Okay. Uh, I am down. Uh... Okay. So this eel bites into you, and your head starts to swim a little bit, and you can see these beady little eyes looking at you, and you feel yourself falling to the ground, and everything goes black. So, uh, Aubrey... Sorry, I was muted. Yes. <laughs> it is your turn. Um, I'm just going to keep stabbing. All right. Make an attack roll. Because at this point, what the fuck else am I going to do? I don't know what Bloop's doing. <laughs> Nobody Dying. knows. Croaking. That is a 13 plus the D4. Mm-hmm. 14. 14's not going to do it. Damn it. And then I'm just going to hang out, I guess. Well, that was a bummer. You need some help? You hear a whisper in your ear. Oh, you know me so well. <laughs> I can guide you. But what are you going to give me? Hmm. How do you feel about children? Nah. Jesus fucking Missy Christ. things. People used to bargain with me with their kids all the time. It's just like, I don't know what to do with kids. Like, they're noisy, and they need to be fed all the time, and kept wanting me to read them bedtime stories. Just, no, I'm not caught caught out for parenthood. No, thanks. But, uh, tell you what. I'll just, uh, I'll just take a little, little of your strength. Uh, I don't have a lot to give. No, I know. But the things that, uh... Keep you going. Just a little bit. What is oh, it? Oh, want, it wants HP? You're not sure no. what it wants. Um, you um, but beyond you. Me- uh, mechanic- mechanically, uh, it would take uh, two points of dex from you. Mm, yeah, I got a plus one to dex. Why the fuck not? Okay, so now you have a zero to dex. What? Hold on. How do I have a zero? Now? Oh, plus zero, zero. modifier. Okay. Mm, your I modifier is zero. Yeah. Uh, so your modifier <laughs> is now a zero. Uh, hey, well, so, it, Aaron just figured it out. Uh, so your 
you hear this laugh from your patron. Ah, good. I like this. And you just, you feel the nimbleness of, of your fingers and your legs go a little bit weaker. You're not as as fast or as steady on your feet as you used to be. But you hear a satisfied murmur in your ear. And then the genie says, try again. Oh, all right. So you're going to attack again with advantage. Okay. The first roll was a 16. And the second was a (laughs) 5. Okay. So the 16 hits. You don't even need to roll the extra d4. It's almost like you can feel your arm being guided by something. Right? You pull back to to thrust the spear and your your arm is being guided and you can feel it moving smoothly as you stab into this creature. So oh, yeah. Yep. Roll I your damage. Do, as, mm-hmm. I was going to say I also do lightning damage too. Yes, you do. Okay, so that's 5 damage and then god damn it, I shut the the book so now i need to look up how much <laughs> lightning damage i do thunder i believe or is it lightning? it says lightning but thunder lightning it's all the same shit um very very equal- frightening yes oh uh equal to your proficiency bonus so three okay and there are massive cracks running through this thing uh and you have done it sig- some significant harm all right um it- it's so, still taking the damage for being in the void, right? Uh, it moved out of oh, the void. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. The, both of them moved out uh, when they realized that being in the void was hurting. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's just Bindle in the void right at this point. Well, um, no, I think it's in the void right now. Yeah, yeah. Nekar's in the void. <laughs> um, so the vampires are going to continue saving the children uh, with Bindle's help. It's going to go a lot faster. And this final double vampire is going to try and swing at you, Aubrey, because you're the only one it can see. But I'm guessing with your 24 armor or whatever it is you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, it got a 23. So Actually, 25 with the, uh, the ring of protection you gave me. So. <laughs> yes. Well, you stole it, but yes. Yeah, um, but you, you know. <laughs> it's more borrowing with extreme prejudice. I mean. You know, yeah. it. maritime <laughs> okay. law. Mm-hmm. Let let's just. How does Aubrey avoid this? Like, paint a picture. <laughs> well, um, I kind of like the idea of just like I just kind of let go and sink. I just sink below the uh, mm-hmm. below the tentacle. Yeah, you just like, drop below it, and it yells in frustration. Uh, you do notice that the colorful sort of mist where the other shattered double vampire was is starting to form into something. Bro. All right. So next in the order is Thekar. Thekar, you are starting your turn in the tentacle zone. Um, I don't so... want to be in the T zone, no. <laughs> no, but you're still you're still starting your turn there. So you're going to take 2d6 cold damage. I really oh love boy. it when people when people use spells that hurt their party members. It's All right, so, so you're going right? to take 11 points of cold damage. Look, man, I did what I had to. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, your- so uh, my main action, uh, bursting mm-hmm. through the doorway, 
Okay. So you just barrel through the doorway and you see this starfish covered floor and you see the the magic construct sort of holding this room together but it looks a little bit weaker somehow the colors aren't as bright and you see these two urns one gold the lid is off and one bronze a silver one has been tipped over and you also see bloop lying prone on the ground and an eel circling above him uh can i say that my barreling takes me within touch range of bloop yeah, I'll say that. I'll say you can do that. Well then, uh, well I can't. I guess I, I guess I don't have. Uh, that was my main action, and, and cure wounds is a bonus action. So I'm within touch range of Bloop and cure um, wounds. My, is an action. yeah, it's an action, so I can't use it this turn. But I'm still within touch range of you for next turn. And looking at what's going on here, looking at the um, the eel, looking at the urns, uh, I do see that one urn is open and or shattered, right? Yes, and there's there's no purple aura coming from it, but you are getting the aura from the other two urns. Uh, then my uh, spiritual trident comes along with me and goes for the golden gold urn. All right, so make an attack roll. Come on, beyond twenty, you can do it. <laughs> uh, it's a twelve against an inanimate object. Okay, so with a twelve, you sh- shatter the urn, but you don't destroy the heart. So you okay. see this this glowing heart and you see what looks like a child's rag doll fall onto the onto the pedestal where the urn had been. Okay. Mhm. All right. So Bloop, give me a death saving throw. All right. 15. All right. So that's one uh for Bloop. And Excellent. remember to add plus 1d4 if that wasn't enough. Uh it is you d- for death saving throws you need a 10 or higher. Okay. All right. Uh, Bindle? All right. So what am I looking at right now? Uh, the You have just brought the last child up, and uh, Brad, Vlad, and Chad, who are looking a little the worse for wear, look at you and go, do you want to go back down there, or do you want to stay here? What do you want to do? Uh, we want to go home. Let's fight! Well, you can fight. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Vlad whispers this oh. word and you both disappear and pop back into existence right in front of this last remaining uh double vampire and vlad just says see you later alligator and disappears <laughs> all right um and with that um what does the double vampire look like to me well it's still got this sort of feminine shape to it this humanoid feminine shape but it is it's got massive cracking along the chest and torso area and what passes for facial features are in a rictus of screaming well let's fix that okay uh so i am going to beat its face in with my hand with my long long sword all right so give me your attack roll okay that's a seven (laughs) All right, seven's not going to do it, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, e- even even a plus four, uh, plus one d four is not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. Well, I can roll again at least. Mm-hmm. I can attack multiple times. That's my thing. Oh, to be a fighter. Yep. 
Uh, 16. 16 will do it. Roll your damage. All right. Uh, that's 11 damage. Okay. So you see your sword appears more powerful than you thought it would be against a creature like this. And you see this multicolored energy as this creature lets out a final banshee-like shriek and shatters. So I'd like you and Aubrey to give me a constitution saving throw. 15. 18. All right. Uh, So who got the 15? Me. All right. So Aubrey, you're fine. You're going to take eight points of piercing damage, uh, Bindle, as this thing shatters into pieces. All right. I'm so glad that I got healed (laughs) earlier. (laughs) You should be. All right. I'm like down to like six points. Right, this final eel is going to dart down at Bloop, and it's going to get advantage on its attack because you are unconscious. All right, um, so it's got a nineteen, and that's an automatic crit, which means you're going to lose two death saving throws. Okay. So uh, you have one death saving throw left. It's a good thing Thekar's right there. All right. And so, Aubrey, the last of the physical forms of these double vampires has shattered. You see two piles of glowing mist that look like they might be reforming. Um, can I, like, stir up the water so as to, like, scatter some of the dust or whatever that they've turned into? You can try. All right, let me do that. Okay, how are you doing that? I just, like, stick my spear in and, you know, jostle it. Okay. So, give me... Hmm. Give me strength. So, straight up uh, strength check, not a saving throw. So, not a d20? Oh, it is a d20. It's just the number you add to it is different. Gotcha, okay. Mm-hmm. That's an 18. All right, so you you think you've managed to slow down one of them. The swirling is, is larger. It's not as closely packed, so maybe you've interrupted it there. Hooray! All right, um, the vampires are gone. The double vampires can't really do anything at the moment. Thekar. Uh, first action, the non-bonus mm-hmm. action, uh, since I am now within touch range of my little buddy, mm-hmm. uh, a Cure Wounds. All right. So how many points does he get? Uh, It says 12. All right. So Bloop, you pop back up. You are still prone on the ground, but you are no longer dying. Mm -hmm. And uh, bonus action will kill me again. Probably. Bonus action is my spectral trident hammer going for the Mm -hmm. heart that I revealed last time around. Yep. So give me an attack roll. That's uh, a 10. Ten's enough. It's an inanimate object. So uh, Five you, damage. All right. So you slam your trident into the heart, and you see, and Bloop, you see this for the second time, this child's doll turns its head, this rag doll turns its head to look at you, and you can see what looks like a smile on the painted face, and then the heart and the doll both turn into dust. And outside, Aubrey, 
And Bindle, you see one of the piles of dust uh, that was floating in the water that was reforming just disappears. And you're starting to see some cracks forming in this palace. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Bloop, you're alive. Woo. You can use half of your movement to get up. Okay. Um, can I get to the, I guess the bronze urn is what's left. Yeah, it's right in front of you. Movement? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to take off the lid and stab the heart if I can. All right. Give me an attack roll. Um, 15. 15 will do it. You stab down into this heart. Again, the doll turns to look at you. Again, there's a smile. And then everything in the urn turns to dust. And the eel lets out a strangled squawk and falls into dust. And Aubrey and Bindle, you see this other other mist shape that was trying to reform suddenly disappears. And now everything around you is shaking and cracking and turning to dust. Are we out of combat? You are now out of combat. Last third level spell slot for sending to, let's say, Chad. Okay. Come back and grab us. It's done. And that's my message. All right. So you send the message. The dust begins to fly around you. You hear cracking and and just these horrific noises as all of these walls and stone and and so many things around you including the ground underneath your feet begins to disappear as if it was held together by magic and the aura that you were seeing Thekar that purple aura is gone and you're all together in this one area and you all hear thank you as three vampires come down around you, mutter something unknowable, and you vanish to reappear on the island. Thanks for, thanks for the quick heels, Thakar. I thought I was a goner. We did it. And as you appear on the island, you see a lot of things beginning to collapse around you. I was expecting that. All the villagers come running out, holding their children, uh, or carrying them, or leading them by the hand. Everyone gathers in the town hall and just watches in stunned silence as trees melt off into dust and float away on the river. And most of the, the houses and the dwellings on this island collapse and slowly float away. And the noise is almost unbearable until it's suddenly over. And all that's left on this island, as far as you can see, is the town hall that you're all taking shelter in, a boat at the end of a dock, and some very terrified-looking chickens running around squawking in fear. And that is where we will end this scenario. We won. So about that payment. If we do play with these characters again in the future, you can all level up to level six for a successfully completed mission. Excellent. Mm-hmm. But uh, Aubrey might not want to make any deals for a while. 
<laughs> I mean, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to solve the issue of. Yeah. If we play this know. again, our level six butts are going to be solving whatever was caused by all the <laughs> deals. Yes. If, if we, um, if we come together to play another scenario, I'm going to write something about dealing with, uh, <laughs> with the bargains that Aubrey's made with the genie. That's, that's what's going to be the focus. <laughs> Look, you guys knew letting me make a, a a warlock was a bad idea, and yet you did you didn't stop me. Aaron, we can only give you counsel. We can't actually stop you. Yeah, I was well. going to say I don't think anyone could have stopped you. <laughs> True, I am a force of nature. It'll happen. That was a ton of fun, Chris. Are you like three rooms over. Um, my headset is fucking up, and I'm trying to fix it. Ah, well, good timing with it. Uh, that was great fun. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed that. <laughs> yes. Were, were, what were these creatures? Or was this a homebrew? It's a homebrew. Um, whenever I write a scenario, I usually homebrew most of the monsters, except for you know smaller encounter things, uh, because one, it prevents metagaming if you've encountered something in the past as a player, and also people can't go look up the stats online while they're fighting. Like, oh, this thing has 150 HP. And we've done 83 damage, etc. Um, plus, it's it's just more fun for me. I, I use a lot of mythology to create my my monsters and and big bad evil guys. So, uh, yeah. yeah I'm to be than, honest, I thought it was a hag. <laughs> I, I hope you did right by y'all. Like we we're we're pretty good people. Like we try not to make jokes. Oh, it was great. I enjoyed that both sessions very much. <laughs> Uh, so, especially, uh, especially the, the bit with y'all going to the river before the vampires showed up. <laughs> like, oh no! So, what was the uh, specific uh, creature you were doing going with? Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're based on a Slavic, specifically Polish creature called a nightmare, um, mixed with a Rusalka, which is a river or lake spirit. Um, of usually women who drown and they entice others into the water so that they can feed off their energy. Um, so I, I lived in Poland for a few years, so mm-hmm. I know a lot of Slavic myth. And so I took the nightmare, uh, which is this creature that feeds off of your, your negative energy. And mm-hmm. I took the Rusalka, this lake or river spirit, and I kind of put them together uh, to, to make something more powerful. That's really, really fucking cool. Yeah, what is the the name of that in Polish? Um, the nightmare. Uh, um, hold on, uh, it's hard to pronounce, so I have to look at um, the I have to look at the pronunciation guide because even I have have trouble with it. Um, oh, where is shit. it? I should uh, knock out Craig. Oh yep. yes, <laughs> probably this a was, good idea. This was a ton of fun. Uh, we loved playing with you. We'd love to mm-hmm. play with you again. And yeah. Chris, what did we not do? Oh, we did not think this through. Damn.